ACC covers country. Casey, let's cover country. All the biggest headlines in the country music industry and from all the artists that I think you need to know. Plus, a call from Connor Smith. I'm actually waiting patiently by the phone right now for Connor to call. He will give us the scoop on what to expect in his show at the factory this week. The factory in Chesterfield, he is opening for Chase Rice. And I have to tell you, I love Connor Smith. He's only got really three singles out right now. I think three or four that have gone to country radio, learn from it, take it slow. I hate Alabama and the new one. Uh, what's it called? Creek will rise. He's a new artist that I can get really excited about. A lot of times you'll hear Remy and I talk about this new artists. They come and they go, they don't always make it big. And sometimes you don't, you, you can never expect or predict who is going to make it. Connor, I've always had high hopes about maybe it's just because he's a Cardinals fan and he's always interacting with us on the WIL socials. And I think that might be him calling now. Hey there, it's Casey at 92.3 WIL. Hey, it's Connor Smith. Hi, Connor. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? We're great. It's just me, Casey, here in the studio today. We are so excited to have you at the factory in Chesterfield tomorrow night opening up for Chase Rice. It's going to be so fun. Last time we had you in St. Louis, you were opening for Justin Moore on an acoustic show. It was during the pandemic, and the world was much different. And you, I remember you even went out afterwards with your friends to celebrate your first single. I think it was Learn From It. We had quite the time in St. Louis that night. It was the uh, it was the release of my first ever songs that I put out, which felt like years in the making, and and it was. And so I had all of my best friends drive up, and and we definitely partied that night. So that was, that was a fun memory. Do you have any close friends or family driving up tomorrow night to see you at the factory? They, on, my parents were going to come up, and then uh, we actually had a loss of the family, so they had to go to a funeral with Stone because we're massive Cardinals fans. Mm-hmm. So we were going to go up to the game and do the whole thing, but. Uh, they are not coming up anymore. But hopefully they'll still have a chance because you're coming back to St. Louis later this summer. I believe so. We'll be back with uh, Luke Bryan this summer, which will be so fun. Yes, that's in August. That's good, too, because I'm looking forward to seeing your mom. I wanted to tell you I love your mom's (laughs) podcast. I think she does such a great job. That's amazing. I will make sure to let her know because she she loves it. She takes so much pride in it, and uh, it's been fun to watch, watch her do her thing. Okay, so the new song, Creek Will Rise, it's out now, and it reminds me a lot of your other single, Take It Slow. Take It Slow had an air of innocence to it, but this one, not so much. It really puts it all out there. Yeah, this this song is so fun, and I I do feel like it was kind of the the right song to kind of lead this next chapter of of my music. It just kind of matured everything and and grew up a little bit, and so um, the video was super fun. It was literally my brother, you know, shot and directed the whole video, and Oh, wow. Uh, it was just me and one of my best friends who is out on the road with me. We call him Cram, man. We just kind of went down to uh, as far deep uh, Louisiana as you can get, and uh, we went crawfishing and, uh, and got on some airboats and, and just had quite the day. So it was super fun to shoot that video, and, uh, yeah, having my brother kind of do the whole thing was even more special. In the Take It Slow music video, was that your girlfriend starring in it? So any chance you get it to was. have, like, family and friends in it with you, you're taking advantage of that, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, you know, my brother shot, learned from it. He shot the Creek Will Rise video and then in the Take It Slow video, my girlfriend was in it. So uh, we definitely, I guess, have some some sense of home in every video. I always ask artists this, but is there a song out right now by another artist that you wish you had written or you wish you had recorded because you're loving it so much? It's mm, a good question. 
currently on the charts right now. Mm-hmm. Something you can't stop listening to. I wait in the truck is a song I definitely wish I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of respect. I, I'm obsessed with Handle on You, too. Parker, I would have cut that song in a heartbeat. And then Last Night, we've been playing Last Night in our last set, and it's just like the biggest song that's ever written. So, Okay, now have you and Chase been out on tour this year, or is this the first show? We went out the very first weekend with him um, about six weeks ago, and uh, so we did about three shows, but then uh, it's been a while, so it'll be kind of a fresh start. How is Chase to work with? Have you really gotten to know him much so far? Yeah, uh, we we got to hang out a little bit, you know, uh, when we were out there, and he's a sweet, really sweet dude, and took care of us, and so it was fun to kind of see his live show and see the way that this album is, you know, his, his newest album's really just kind of elevating his career and elevating the live show, and so it was fun to uh, be out with him. Well, I got to ask, since you are going to be here, are you still planning on going to a Cardinals game or doing anything St. Louis-y while you're in town? That's still my plan. I think it's like a noon, noon game mm-hmm. on Thursday, so I'm I'm trying to make sure the band is there in time. That I can maybe uh, go watch a few innings. Well, hopefully they'll win something for you. We can't wait to see you here at the factory in Chesterfield opening up for Chase Rice. Tickets are still at 923WIL.com. Connor Smith, thank you so much for calling today. I appreciate you. Thank you all for having me. Alan Jackson just gave John Party the surprise of a lifetime on Friday. John Party was performing at Stagecoach over the weekend, one of the biggest country music festivals every year. Stagecoach season. And he got a huge surprise from none other than Alan Jackson. But when he was performing, this is really random to me. Guy Fieri comes on stage and takes the mic. That is really random. And you're like, what is this? What is this orange moving through the crowd right now? Exactly. (laughs) And he says, The good friend Alan Jackson from Nashville, Tennessee has a message for you. And they all turn around, and Alan Jackson's on the big screen, and John Party's like, what are you doing? I got three more songs, dog. Like, what is going on? And Alan Jackson says. And I've been appreciating your music ever since you were touring with me a few years ago. And so I get the honor to invite you in front of all your stagecoach friends out there to be the first native of California to become an official member of the Grand Ole Opry. And so it probably means that, like, it means a lot to John Party to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry, but I think it means more to be invited at Stagecoach, which happens in California. John yeah. Party's from California. I'm sure yeah. it all just feels very uh, hand in hand. He's the first Californian to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry. So all these like stagehands ran out in there. There was one with um, the big mic stand with the Grand Ole Opry flag stand on it. Solid. That looks like it's from the circle uh-huh. and they put it in front of him and then the head of the Opry came out and he gave a little speech and shook his hand and John Party just let the tears fly like his face got red and you could see he absolutely was not expecting something like this to happen that day. OK, well, that's good because I always feel like these are set up like, uh, well, yeah, how, how many how many of these artists are actually surprised and I was just going to mention that. But you said he's getting emotional about it. So maybe it, it was you an actual surprise. Cynic. Uh, just kind of in. You think every you have a conspiracy theory about literally even Opry invitations. When it comes to Hollywood and when it comes to anything industry, I just always feel like there's a partial setup. And while the artist may or may not know, the team definitely does know. And so maybe there's like little little clues throughout their day. It only makes it worse that you're rewatching The Hills Laguna Beach because <laughs> now you think everything is fake and everyone's in on it. Oh my gosh. But you can see John Party, his face, I mean, he 
He looks like he takes his hat off. He puts his face in it. He looks like he's just ready to explode of excitement and tears. And I'm going to post this video to our Facebook page and Insta. Why was Guy Fieri there? I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't get it. He's not, he had to be like a hosting or doing something on stage that day. Randomly there. If, if Guy Fieri walked in this room right now and took a mic from me, I'd be like... I, Get out. <laughs> Wait, are we also going to the Grand Old Opry? <laughs> no, he's like, you're going to Flavortown, yo. Here's some barbecue chicken. Sorry, Casey. Nah. <laughs> Luke Combs is very humble and modest, but you would be surprised to hear the same about his home. His wife, Nicole, did a Q&A on Instagram yesterday, and a fan asked if they had finished putting together a nursery for their soon-to-be second child. Yep. And she explained that the new baby will actually share a room with their nine-month-old Tex because they only live in a two-bedroom house. See, that is surprising for how far along Luke Combs is exactly. at this point. Luke Combs' brand is built on being like that every man and his commitment to staying true to his roots. I actually think their house is in South Carolina or where north, I don't, wherever Asheville is. But like you said, once they're headlining stadium tours, usually they're living in a much more lavish situation. Like they're not hanging out in their hometown in a two bedroom house down the street. Yeah. Like Jason Aldean kept it real for a year. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, I'm going to move and 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 I'm building a castle. I don't know that it's fair to compare Jason to Luke yet. However, it is hilarious to think about because he really is out there living in a castle. I know Carrie Underwood's got like a big house on a lot of land. I know Tim and Faith have like 12 houses. It's a lot. Once you are the headliner of a stadium tour, one of the biggest tours of the year. Yeah. It's tough to imagine that that person is really still living like the same home life as a lot of us are. Here's the here's the issue when you come out and you say some, something like this. Like, yeah. I just have, you know, this 2015 Forerunner that I've been driving around. It's got 150,000 miles on it. I live in a two-bedroom house. I'm just an everyman. And then when you decide that you want that mansion because every... I mean, Tim McGraw was wearing Prada when right. he was here. Come on. Right. Like, there's a point where you just have so much money. I'm glad you caught that, by the way. That you have to, that you have to, you feel pressured almost to move on to that bigger house. And you, know you like, I mean? you, you feel like you deserve it by then. You're like, you know what? I've always wanted this. Let's do it. And I think, I think in a lot of cases, these guys do like they, they work their tails off. You're gone forever doing these stadium tours, singing all the stuff. Nicole says she's not worried about the babies sharing a room because she shared a room with her sister growing up and she loved it. She also mentioned that they only plan to stay in this house for a few more years because they're eventually going to need a room for baby number three. Yeah. Their goal is to have four babies, but she says they still can't decide on a name for number two, so they don't know if they'll make it to four. (laughs) If it's going to start getting this difficult. Here's the thing. I I can't imagine if, like... They did keep it real, and they just moved into a subdivision or something. Can you imagine Luke Combs moving oh into gosh. your subdivision? Into, like, a three-bedroom house. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, even, like, one of those nicer gated communities or whatever, but it's still But, like, a subdivision. Luke Combs and his wife are at the community pool on exactly. the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we're paying dues just like the rest of See, so if you ever have one of those days where you're feeling like maybe <laughs> what you've got going on in your life isn't enough, just remember, it might be more than 
what Luke Combs has in his life. roughing it right now. Just roughing it. <laughs> Post Malone, is he leaving us another hint at his impending country album? I hope so. He has previously expressed great interest in making a country record someday. And based on his recent Instagram, it's possible that it could be coming soon. So on Friday, he posted a health update with his fans and teased some new music that's brewing. I don't know if you've really paid much attention, but he's really lost some weight over the past year or two. I was going to mention that. And he's also been dancing like a fool again on stage (laughs) during performances. So the internet... Parts of it has gotten a little nervous that he is on that Ozempic with a side of sauce, you know? Uh, yeah, that would be my guess. So <laughs> I thought the post that he made on Friday was really nice. He said, hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great night. I just wanted to say I'm not doing drugs. I've had a lot of people ask me about my weight loss and I suppose my performance on stage. I'm having a lot of fun performing and I've never felt healthier I guess dad life kicked in, so I decided to kick the soda and start eating better so I can be around for a long time for this little angel. Next up is smokes and brews, but I like to consider myself a patient man. I've spent a bit of time in the studio lately working on new music. I'm so excited to share it with you. You make my heart beat. My brain is in a super dope place, and I'm so happy. I'm happier than I've been in a long time. If you're having a hard time or you need some love, I can say that you're more loved than you know. Keep crushing it. Spread love. Rock on. I thought that was super nice, but... Throughout it all, he is not so subtly leaning beside a pair of camo cowboy boots. Yeah. And then you jump into the comments, and a lot of country artists are down there, including Ernest and Mitchell Tenpenny. And I think there are rumors that if he's going to work with any country artist, it's probably going to be Ernest. They're like cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And, you know, the Ernest crew, the Morgan Wallen, Hardy, Bailey, all those guys are are kind of the hottest thing right now. So the coolest guys on the scene right now. I mean, if you're gonna. And if you're really, really living under a rock and you're like, Post Malone, a country album with the face tattoos. Yes. Remember when he released his cover of Brad Paisley's. Well, I'm gonna miss and everyone loved it. It's not, it's not bad. It's really good, actually. Even Brad Paisley said it's better than his own. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm going to start. I'm going to start describing my my uh, overall well being as uh, I'm in a super dope place. Right. Saying that my brain is in a super it's dope super place dope. right now. <laughs> Never been happier. And by the way, I've got to say that I love the way he's dancing on stage lately. He's letting a little loose. You know, letting you the just, hips fly here and there. It's it's called interpretive dance. And I do this around the house all the time. You just let the music flow through your loins. <laughs> your whole body gets into it and you just release. People, and it just, ha- it's the weirdest dance in the world. But you know who's having fun? Post. Old Posty. He's just up there just living his life. And everyone in the audience. It's hard to not love it. Man, I, I, I it makes me think that I need to take my dancing outside of the living room. And maybe on the stage. I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> I, I think you should dance everywhere you go if it's like this. A country band you once loved is being resurrected. And no, it's not Florida Georgia Line. It's really not even a band, honestly. But we all know the band Perry. Yeah. Most popular around 2014 with their songs, Hip to My Heart, You Lie, Done, Better Dig 2, All My Life, and their unforgettable hit, If I Die Young. Very mean, Satan. Oddly, the three-piece group of siblings disappeared from country music 
a few years after they had all these huge hits, yeah. like all at once. They really took 2015, 20, maybe 16 by storm. And they left and they went to electronic pop music, which I will take the bullet and say destroyed their career. Yeah, it was an interesting move for sure. Um, and the music wasn't good. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I was like, if, if these guys are going to be awesome. If they're and doing it and, it and it rocks great. The next Daft Punk or something like sure. that. Then Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't awesome. It wasn't good. However... It was recently in the news that the band Perry was going on an indefinite hiatus, so they would no longer be making this electronic dance, pump, pop, pop, whatever, music. Thought they were toast. But it wasn't really a hiatus. It's really that front woman and vocalist Kimberly Perry signed a solo record deal. She announced a pregnancy, and she's been teasing her brand new solo career with an EP on the way. The EP is called Bloom, but it features a song called If I Die Young, Part 2. Keep in mind that in the very first song, she says, the sharp knife of a short life, I've had just enough time. And an older Kimberly, now to, I think, People Magazine, she said, there needed to be a sequel because the full journey of life is, hey, guess what? Remember when you said there was enough time? There's never going to be enough time. Yeah. And the other songs on the album also kind of have like scary, like maybe like dark undertones. They're called... Cry at your funeral, burn the house down, ghosts. She goes on to like, she calls the style Southern Gothic, but not in like a punky Gothic way, in a Victorian beautiful tragedy. Gotcha. Southern Gothic. Which leads me to believe that if she if she is coming back solo, that maybe the influence to go to the dance side of things came from her two brothers. That would be my guess. Okay. And that maybe she was just like, okay, I'll try it or whatever. And now she's like, I know my roots. I am country. Here I am. I have bloomed. As I've said before, it got really weird when they left country music and both the boys bleached their hair and then all three of them looked like the same exact person. <laughs> and no one knew who was who. It got weird for a few years there. So excited to have her back and be making more music. Everyone loved the band Perry when they were doing their thing the first time around. Not to mention, they were like... Freshly 20 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure she's learned a lot, has a lot more and um, maybe like fresher things to say. And like Florida Georgia Line, where Tyler Hubbard was kind of the voice. She's the voice right. of the band Perry. So you're really going to still get that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, that'll be good. And she just, ha like, she just has that like deep country voice. Oh, not deep, but you know what I mean. I'm excited to see where she goes, I honestly. Know. Party had a very unexpected special guest join him on stage over the weekend that no one saw coming. He surprised his fans in Atlanta by bringing someone on stage to help him sing One Beer. This always happens when a song uh, has two artists on it. Like the song One Beer has Hardy, Lauren Elena, and Devin Dawson. Yeah. So if he does it by himself, it feels a little bit empty. Same way, like, if he were to perform Wait in the Truck... Yeah. Without anybody standing in for Lainey Wilson or any tracks of her voice, it just feels a little empty. So he did what nobody thought he would do, and he invited his sister Madison, who's actually just a makeup artist, to join him on stage and sing all of Lauren Elena's parts, and she blew the crowd away. That's awesome. I've been seeing clips of this on TikTok and online all weekend long, and the, the, the clips of her like holding the mic five feet away from her face because she's like ah, 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 like she's like getting she's in it doing runs 
getting after it. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I think the crowd was super surprised to hear that. You, you, they actually come from a pretty musical family. So she's into the music side too. And Hardy said, I'm the baby of the family. I may not, or I may have been an accident. So I wrote a song about accidents and turned it into something really great, which is, I hope, what my parents think about me. My mom and dad are out there tonight, and I figured what more of an appropriate way to sing this song than to bring out my sister, Madison. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I feel like this this always happens with artists. I remember when uh, Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley came out with Remind Me, I think it was 2011 or whatever, and then Brad went on tour. Uh-huh. And I remember being at that show, and everybody was like, is Carrie going to come out? Is Carrie going right. to... And the label was like, she's here. She's here. And everybody freaked out. And I was telling people in the audience, I was like, oh, God, the Carrie Underwood's here. I felt no so cool. No way. And she wasn't there. She came out as a hologram when that was popular. They like slid out this video screen and there's Carrie Underwood singing Remind Me with Brad Paisley on stage. And I was like, oh, we were swindled. Uh- they really got you there. Yeah. Jason Aldean and Kelly Clarkson, kind of the same thing, but during that, during his set, they just play a video. Especially when Florida Georgia Line comes to town, everybody in that audience swears <laughs> Nelly's in there. Oh, yeah. He's coming out for cruise. Or any artist that features Nelly at all when they come to St. Louis. You know yeah. he's being blown up about that all the time. But it turned out really great. I'm not going to play any audio from it because I just feel like it doesn't do the video justice. You can check it out on our Facebook page and Instagram. This also reminds me about um, how on Morgan Wallen's latest album, he just released it in March. He has a song featuring his sister. Mm -hmm. And he's like, obviously, it just makes sense. Like, we grew up in church singing together. And now that I have three albums out, I might as well have her, you know, start singing with me on them. And I feel like that's maybe how Hardy feels, too. Chris Jansen is about to release the crazy, the craziest, most random song I've ever seen. And we know Chris Jansen can get crazy and he can get random. Oh, yeah. That's like his middle name. And he's got an impressive track record with collaborations and working with big stars. But he is upping the ante again. Yesterday, he announced that he's coming out with a new song that features two legends of country and rock. The song is called 21 Forever and features Dolly Parton and Slash of Guns N' Roses. Let's go. What is going on? I don't even know what this song is going to sound like. Because they all have such different Different sounds. sounds. (laughs) I know. Chris said, I'm so thrilled to announce that two global icons have joined me on my latest song. This is my absolute biggest collaboration to date. Dolly and Slash doesn't get any bigger than that. I'm incredibly humbled and grateful for these two. If I'm uh, predicting, Mm -hmm. obviously a rock song. Mm -hmm. Slash is shredding in the back. Of course. Dolly, who's really feeling that need to dig her heels into rock and roll ever since she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a good point. I'm thinking she is like on harmony. Maybe she does the bridge. She's doing (laughs) runs in the background. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like Chris Jansen's and running is, around like a wild man and with Chris a harmonica. And Chris Jansen's running around with a harmonica, wild man <laughs> spreading his arms out like an eagle like he does on stage, and I'm thinking that's the song. There you go. And see, he played Jingle Fest twice in a row, and he's finally made it this year playing with two global phenomenons, Dolly Parton and Slash. Exactly. There you go. But nobody knew who Chris Jansen was before Jingle Fest of last year. Just a guy from Missouri, <laughs> you know? Very cool. Uh, like I said, the song comes out on Friday. It's called... 21 Forever, which, according to a press release, says that it grapples between the stage of life in carefree youth and adult responsibilities, concluding that you can't be 21 forever. So do you think Dolly Parton is the voice of reason and Slash is like the voice of rebellion? The t- the devil and the angel yeah, on the shoulder, you know? That could be another way that this goes. Figured it out. You're welcome. Sorry for the spoiler. Right. <laughs> Can't wait to see what it actually sounds like on Friday. We'll definitely be posting it and probably playing you a little clip when it comes out on 92.3 WIL. Casey covers country.